This season of Max Tax Advantage with Nissa Love is sponsored by Webb's Tax Prep. Great news! Your business is growing, but this also means more expenses and more for you to keep track of. You know there's money coming in, money going out, but you're not exactly sure how much or where it is being spent. You know you need to be doing a better job of tracking it, but just don't have time. If you're nodding your head right now and thinking, yes, that's exactly how I feel, then you're ready to take the next step. It's time to hire a bookkeeping service. At Webb's Tax Prep, they specialize in helping small business break through the plateau they often hit when they need to start outsourcing their bookkeeping needs. Webb's Tax Prep has pro advisors and certified bookkeepers on staff to provide service that includes bank recognition, account payable, accounts receivable, reporting, monthly and or quarterly bookkeeping duties. And there has never been a better time to sign up with Webb's Tax Prep Bookkeeping Service because they are offering a free 15-minute consultation. If you're interested in getting your small business financial house in order, sign up now at webstaxprep.com. That's webstaxprep.com. And make sure you tell them that Nisla sent you. Web's Tax Prep, your profitability advisors. Universe. Media. Network. 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 Hello, everyone. Thank you for being on Max Tax Advantage with Nisla Love. I am so excited. I have a wonderful guest today. She is going to wow you out about taxes and stuff that you need to know about your business. So again, my name is Nisla Love. This is Max Tax Advantage. We help small business owners navigate the tax code so they can save more money by providing tools to be prosperous in their business and be successful and thrive every day in their business. We're going to have experts like we have today, Clarice Williams. She, like again, she is going to wow you out when it talks about taxes and great things you need to know about your business. Enough about what about me talking. Let's go ahead and hear about Clarice Williams. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much it. for having me. I loved it. I had to respond to the call when you reached out. And I said, of course, I'm going to be on one the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. All right. So um, just to give an introduction to myself, my name yeah, is let us know more about you. Yeah, uh, I am the owner of Web's Tax Preparation and Bookkeeping Services. And I also have a training center, but I primary focus is bookkeeping and tax preparation. And my why centers around, um, I previously worked for the government. I was with them for over 12 years. I worked wow. with the IRS in the Office of Inspector General. And right. I, I saw a lot of disorganization and lack of knowledge um, about business owners, either tax or grant responsibility. Mm. So um, I started this company to help business owners place themselves in the best position possible if ever audited. And that's a part of what the training center is for, too. I want to definitely bring in those who's interested in this field 
and teach them how I was taught um, with the IRS and with the Office of Inspector General because it was a lot of great training that I had with them, had a lot of great management or supervisors mm -hmm. really paving the way. And um, one of the reasons why I did step away from the government, because I just said a lot of great things about them, right? <laughs> uh, at the time I made my decision to leave and start my business, uh, my mother had stage four lung cancer. Oh, and it was at that, I, at that time, I just really wanted to make it all about her, you know? So um, although she did pass the original, um, or the first set of chemo treatment, but mm -hmm. now we're checking to see if it might uh, have resurfaced. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm still glad I have my own business because when it's time to take a break, Clarice is taking a break, but I do have a good team to still help with my clients too. That's awesome, that's amazing. Having that work balance is mm -hmm. so important and nothing against working for other people, but having that flexibility is mm -hmm. amazing. And being your own boss, it, it's one of the things small business owners and even including myself first starting, you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be my own business, my own boss. I'm going to do all this stuff. But then you have to realize, OK, you still got to answer to other people. You still have to be responsible. And having a team is so amazing. So before I, you had said some great things in your introduction, and I'm going to want to follow back up with that. But before we do, can you tell our viewers what tax benefit? has helped you throughout the lifetime of your business? Sure. Um, so knowing and being able to choose when changing my business entity type, when it works best for not only me, but for my clients as well too. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until I actually became a business owner myself that I fully understood what it meant to be taxed as an S corporation. So just having the knowledge, you know, um, that's just really helped me over the lifetime of the business because I can really empathize when business owners come to me with problems and I can be like, oh yeah, been there. You know, I understand what you need to do. Mm -hmm. So that's what's really helped. So when you say entity, so mm -hmm. there's different stages of your, 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 of your business, which almost like a check mark where you reach, you say, okay, now I need to like pivot towards something else mm -hmm. knowing. So how did you know, when it was time to switch because i mean most likely you probably started as a sole proprietor correct and, and that's how most of us start out either as a sole proprietor or single member llc now when you're uh when you originally have your business form that way that's fine that's how most people do it and it's actually the less i mean the most easiest way to start out your business i even don't know if most easiest go together but it's the <laughs> easiest way <laughs> <laughs> to start your business because there's not as many formalities like you don't need to officially on payroll you can withdraw money as needed the drawback is that all of your net profit is taxed with self-employment mm -hmm. and self-employment is still needed you know you still need to fund your social security and your medicare funds but um, a lot of times I don't rush in or I don't rush my clients to change how they're taxed to an S corporation because there are some financial responsibilities that come with that, especially Ooh, depending about it. Yes, especially depending on your state. Some of these states charge you just for being taxed as an S corp. You know, there's an annual um, fee for that on top of whatever you're already paying for, you know, your own business. Now, yes. so, 
uh, some businesses don't have a profit within the first three to five years. So that's why I'm not, uh, I don't have people be in a rush to do it because when you have a loss, depending on if that is your sole source of income, then you're not taxed on a loss. You know, there's nothing to tax there. So rushing to um, be taxed as an S corporation can be harmful, you know, uh, but definitely that's where planning comes in. at. And I love how you said, you know, you're focusing on planning, too, because sometimes as tax professionals, we get asked everything. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, where should I? Uh, uh, how should I start out, you know, forming my business? Um, should I be a nonprofit? Should I? Oh my gosh! Yeah, here. What my salary should be? Can you yeah. do my payroll for me? Yeah, and yeah. it really does depend. Like, you're, there are some uh, accounting firms or tax companies that do a boatload of things, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but you really got to see what their specialties are because I do not handle payroll. I don't want to handle that. <laughs> <laughs> only because, like you said, uh, it's, it's just something else to add to your plate as a business owner. It and is. Right now, I want to really stay in my realm of expertise so that I can, you know, do the best I can for my clients. And that's so true what you said. You have to, not everyone is an expert in, in everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just because you do taxes, then we like, oh, you're going to do my payroll? No. <laughs> no. And then even with me being you know, with a tax accountant enroll agent, and, I, and that is my specialty tax planning. But if you come with me and say, okay, what should I do? We, we, we have to have a talk. Mm -hmm. We have, it's not about just, okay, I'm gonna just do your taxes and this is what you, what you're going to do. And no, that is the wrong way to go about it is talk about planning. Now you said, I'm gonna go back to what you said. Um, Self-employment is needed. A lot of people always want to go, well, I don't want to pay a lot of taxes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you touched about it about self. And I, I'm an advocate about self-employment is needed because it's payroll taxes. Mm -hmm. It's money that you're just putting into your account that everyone is qualified for. So just think about, you know, you got your, you know, God forbid something happened. You have your disability. Where are you going to pull that out of? Mm -hmm. Your social security. Um, mm -hmm. If you, your retirement is, is a supplement of your income, where are you going to pull that out? Your self-employment taxes. So don't run away from paying taxes. It's okay to pay the taxes. <laughs> Think of it as a supplement that you're going to pull from eventually, or even your family members or loved ones will be able to access to that. Now, when you were talking about when you worked at the IRS, you learned some great information, tools, insights that help your clients. And you're talking about, um, when they were disordered and how to organize and people, small business owners not knowing what they need to do. Can you let us know like maybe two things on the top of your list that you see small business owners doing and they should, it's like, it may seem simple to us, mm -hmm. but it's not mm -hmm. simple to them. Do mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you have any two things? Oh yeah. So, um, okay. So one thing I'll also say is that I did work for one of the national franchise chains. I was a seasonal preparer with them for years, but what I learned was so much more, you know, when I got to the IRS, but mm -hmm. I, I did learn a lot from the big chain too. Okay. I had a lot of low income clients. And mm -hmm. one of the things I used to see was, um, not understanding uh, what deductions they can actually claim, right? Yes. 
So they'll come in and with this long list of their mortgage, um, you know, car payments. And it's, it's like you said, you have to have a conversation with people. Right. And then so many times they hear, Oh, I can, you know, put my, uh, house in my business name and, you know, my whole house is tax free or, you know, uh, I can claim my mortgage payment on my tax. I was like, wait, wait, yes, yes, from? Yes. <clears throat> and then, <clears throat> sorry for the IRS. Um, one of the things I used to get a lot and surprisingly, um, so I talked to a lot of CPA offices, you know, tax attorneys, mm-hmm. and you'd be surprised uh, how much misinformation is out there that even sometimes the pros don't get it right. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that had to do with, um, oh gosh, it was so many. Uh, I want to say something other than business. Oh, retirement withdrawals. Right. So a lot of people, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. They didn't understand the impact of withdrawing their money or not rolling over the entire amount that they took out. They will only roll over a portion of their money. So yeah. When you said retired withdrawal, um, can you go like be more, is it early retirement withdrawal? Yeah, early, (laughs) early retirement withdrawals. Yes. Yes. And the penalties on that. Yes, there are penalties on that. And sometimes people didn't understand. It was like, oh, well, it was my money. And it was like, no, you know, it's supposed to be there, you know, for a certain time and only withdrawn when you reach uh, the limits or the requirements of the plan. So that was a lot of what I saw. So one of the things that I have come in contact with helping clients and business owners also, too, Mm -hmm. and I know that you have is... And you touched on it earlier about owner's withdrawal when you need it. And the fact that, and you've probably seen this where they feel like this is an expense. Mm -hmm. Can you explain and let our viewers know what is the, the purpose and the procedure of owner's withdrawal and then what you need to do after that? And then let us know if or not is it an expense? I mean, I know the answer, but I went, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So just going back to, uh, you were saying with the owner's distribution, for mm-hmm. example, uh, the difference between sole proprietor, single member LLC, and then if you change how your business is formed, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So when you're, when it's just you, numero uno, right? you can withdraw funds from your business for your personal use, but that is a taxable event. Now, there are some caveats to that, depending on if it is a true business expense. Let's say uh, you went to a supplier who was only accepting cash for some reason, right? You withdrew that money, you bought some supplies, that's a true business expense, right? Mm-hmm. You withdraw some money from your account and you wanna go to Vegas, you know, you hop on a plane and it's yeah. not a business conference meeting or anything. <laughs> that's the owner's distribution, that's a taxable event. Right. If that's it's, right. you know, uh, money that you're pulling out from revenue. When you are investing money into your business, that's considered owner capital. If you're taking that owner capital back out, that's owner reimbursement. And there's a difference. That is an expense to the business. Again, having good records 
is what's going to help you um, answer if you any question is if you're ever audited by the IRS. If they look at your financial statements and say, uh, why is this owner reimbursement here? For example, if you put in $10,000 as owner equity and then you pay yourself back 12, you know, you categorize something as owner reimbursement for $12,000. Somebody can look at your financial statement and say, hey, where's this additional $2,000 that you're claiming that you reimburse yourself in as a business expense? Mm -hmm. You need to be able to explain that. And we understand that not all um, transactions or investments that you pour into your business are captured in your bank account. That's why you need to either have a, a spreadsheet, if you will, of uh, expenses that you've incurred either out of your personal bank account or your personal credit card. You can also add it as journal entries in your accounting software. But this is why having good records is so important. Yes, and, and having a bookkeeper really helps. And I guess one uh, note or disclaimer I want to put out there, QuickBooks does not bookkeep on its own. It's not a... Really? Oh, yes, girl. <laughs> so when, when you have uh, QuickBooks, just because the bank transactions import into your account, and you see the transactions there, it doesn't mean that bookkeeping has occurred or has taken place. The act of bookkeeping is about matching those transactions to a category. And the categories that you're choosing comes from something called the chart of accounts. And that's what makes up your financial statements. So if you and look, for all the listeners who's here today, go into your QuickBooks right now. If you look in your um, your transactions and you see a bunch of uncategorized uh, expenses or categories, that means work still needs to be done. The system is a little bit intuitive. It may mm -hmm. automatically categorize some things for you, but it doesn't do everything until you tell it to. It has to be told. The computers are not all-knowing. Um, yeah. It's not as sophisticated just yet. And if it does get that sophisticated, then I, I just don't know what might happen. To and then also, too, just to let people know is that the system would use like your prior entry. So like if you said one transit and I'll use Walmart. Mm -hmm. So if you go to Walmart and you go, um, it's expense, mm -hmm. a business expense because you bought some computer or anything like that. Maybe a business expense, office expense. Right. But then you go to Walmart again and you you bought furniture or you bought some postage. Mm hmm. You still want to categorize that because the system would say, oh, you went to Walmart already. So it, it will say that, no, you need to make you have to go in, just like you said, and make sure everything is categorized. So that's one. Of, and it can be overwhelming if you're bringing in over five, ten thousand expenses a, um, a month. Mm hmm. So I, it is so important to have a professional or just know what you're doing. But me prefer. Furley, I will always recommend a professional because if you're in, if you're a small business owner, you want to do the thing that you love so you can master it and do the things that that is not your expertise. Give it mm -hmm. to the professionals in there. Wow, exactly. But it's so true. Okay, so I have a question. So, what are some trends that you foresee that can impact small business owners in today's industry, especially mm -hmm. in 
real estate or in the expertise area that you're doing? Sure, sure. Um, just kind of staying on topic with S corporation owners, because that is a big, big topic. I just mm -hmm. see so many TikToks and uh, Instagram. Um, oh, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So let's debunk all those false claims about S Corp. That is my pet peeve. People are like, you get an escort, you get an escort, you get an escort. You can right. save money. But come on, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Hey, you know, actually, uh, I was in a webinar not too long ago from this company uh, that goes over how to pay yourself a reasonable salary, right? And it was mm -hmm. amazing. It was true horror stories in there yes. about what happens when, as an S-Corp owner, that you are not giving yourself a reasonable salary and you're taking out, uh, withdrawing money from the business so much more than what you're taking as a salary, right? So sometimes business owners either want to lowball when they give mm -hmm. themselves as a salary or not pay themselves a salary at all. Wait, wait, They're stop all. right there. Stop right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they're S-Corp and not paying themselves? Correct. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us the implications on that? I mean, I know, but I want my viewers to know. <laughs> sure. So uh, for one, if you're ever audited and the IRS is looking at that, if they see the distributions of the withdrawals that you've taken to yourself, one, you could get penalized for not abiding by the criteria of what it takes to be taxed as an S-Corp. Mm -hmm. They'll also recharacterize those distributions as payroll, and they'll also um, uh, give you a, a, a tax bill of what you should have paid. And then, of course, interest and penalties for not doing it right. And if you are a repeat offender, they can actually revoke your S corporation um, status for five years. So being- You just touched on it. That is just the IRS. We're not even talking about the state Look. getting involved yet. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So like with New York, right? So New York, it doesn't uh, recognize the IRS selection for the S corporation. So there's even a separate process that you have to go through if your mm -hmm. business is New York. And they're, oh look, they, and depending on where you live, right? That's so right. you have local tax, city tax, county tax. Yes. And um, there's an annual uh, franchise tax yes. for it. And um, I just had one recently, they had a real large bill, uh, but they didn't understand the different taxes that was involved. And I guess what I'll also touch on too is that not all tax businesses deal with all local taxes. So generally in my business, I do business and personal income tax, right? Um, there are some businesses that specialize solely on local state taxes. They're called SALT offices mm -hmm. and that's their specialty because they truly know the ins and outs. Some of the states that I know are really strict or New York and California and there's mm -hmm. actually special tests that you have to take as a professional or preparer if you don't already have that designation of a CPA or an EA that you have to take because their laws are just that's so right. Tedious and strict. Well, and we won't say it's tedious. We'll say more complex. Okay, more complex. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, so look, sorry, uh, California and New York. It is not more tedious. It's just uh, a lot more. It is. That, 
that it you're really doing. Is. So it's truly a specialty, just like with a doctor, you know, you can mm -hmm. go to your general doctor for some of your ailments, but if your toe has an issue, they're going to send you to a podiatrist, right? right. So that's a part of uh, just something that you have to keep in mind is that depending on where you live, it could just get even more complicated with an already right. complex tax code. So true. It's so true. And it is so important to know your preparer, your professional, who you're dealing with, ask a lot of questions. That I mean, that is key. Um, don't feel like, and this is, this is my advocate, even though you're giving it to professional, you know, do your research, be mm -hmm. advocate, ask them a lot of questions. Don't just give them your paper and say, okay, do my taxes. Mm -hmm. And then also too, one of the things that I do is I, I'm asking questions. I'm, because I want you to know what you're getting into, because at the end of the day, yes, I'm doing your taxes for you, but you're liable. And that's going to be very key, he said, and everybody needs mm -hmm. to know what they're signing for. So you talked about S-Corp. So we talked about the S-Corp, how you could be penalized for not having uh, your paying yourself reasonable salary. And can you also tell us debunk why everyone, and you said it earlier, but I want to really emphasize it because a lot of people, and I say a lot of people are hearing that the S Corp is the best way to do because you could pay less taxes. No one wants to pay taxes. I mean, there's so many ways of not paying taxes legally, but getting the S Corp is one of the things that what I look at as if you get an S Corp, you're saying I'm grown. I could do this. IRS, I'm going to abide by your laws mm -hmm. and I got this. But can you tell us exactly some debunks that we just want to debunk of why people here on TikTok, social media and all that good stuff? Sure. One is to request to be elected as a to be taxed as a S corporation right away. You do get an option to make that election within the first 75 days of when you form your business but you do have other opportunities to make that change as well. So mm -hmm. it's not just a one time and then you're done. You can never do it again. No, you can do it past that time. They have um, something called a late election and you give a reason as to why you didn't do it within the first 75 days after you formed a business or within the first 75 days of the new tax year. Um, I have some clients coming to me right now, like, you know, just starting in November. I was like, yeah, let me be an S corporation for 2022. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> let's let's uh, think about this, because let's say some people um, has a hobby or they start off their business as a hobby before they formalize it. So they already know how much money they're going to bring in. So mm -hmm. they can show me receipts that they're bringing in some money, like, hey, let's fill out this form 2553 or the other form where you can elect what your, um, you know, S-Corp election is and let's get it ready. But we got to go over an accountability plan for that, right? Ooh, that's over. Good. Accountability plan. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah. They need to be held accountable and say, you are promising, like, you know, like put up your right hand under oath, you're swearing <laughs> <laughs> that you will put yourself on payroll. You will give yourself a reasonable salary. Oh, and one thing I say about the reasonable salary thing. Now, there is a, uh, a reasonable salary that that's your goal. I do want to say this. 
if your business is not making a lot of money, the IRS isn't going to be like, oh, well, your title, um, your position usually makes 90000 a year. But if your business is only making 20000 a year, you're starting off wherever, you know, your business kind of allows you to mm-hmm. until you're able to get to, you know, whatever is deemed a, a, a true reasonable salary. You're able to pay yourself, you know, weekly, bi-weekly, quarterly. There are some people who do wait to the end of the year to do their payroll. I don't advise that. But you definitely want to just know that payroll is on that accountability plan, right? Mm-hmm. Not just that. You're also paying um, the employer quarterly payroll taxes. And your payroll company usually do assist you with that, but you need to make sure they are doing it. There's some mm-hmm. programs out mm-hmm. there where you could self-direct your own payroll, but that means you're also self-doing your own quarterly tax return too. So you really have Wait to- Wait a second. Hold on, hold on. You packing a lot of stuff right in oh. there. So Okay. So I love what you, you have because this is something that people don't realize. Having an escort, you do need to have a counter- accountability plan mm-hmm. and saying, yes, I am going to put myself on payroll. That is so important. And then also too, if you don't, and you touched about it, if you don't have that, and I say adequate income, everybody always wants to know like how much income do I need to have to be on escort? Well, the rule of thumb is if you're going to be paying payroll taxes, you want to make it worth your while because now mm-hmm. you're paying your employer taxes, your employee taxes, and then you got to pay for payroll services. So that's another thing that you got to, you're adding on to your, on your plate, paying those taxes. Yes, it's going to reduce your, everybody want to reduce your tax liability, but if you have $20,000 and that's all you're bringing in, putting yourself on payroll and all these additional expenses you have, that's when you would need to have that conversation. Okay, do you meet the criteria? Because everyone is going to be different. So versus if you bring in an income coming in at $60,000 or $80,000 and then your expenses are a little bit lower, maybe payroll, putting yourself on payroll as an escort might be an option. But even with that, there are still some situation where it may not be feasible. That's why it's so important to talk to a professional Mm -hmm. because it is not a cookie cutter for everyone. Not for everyone. Oh my goodness, not for everyone. (laughs) Escort, escort. Now, I can't, I mean, I feel like we could talk all day about escort, escort, escort. (laughs) It's a great tool to be utilized as a small business owner. But there are benefits. There's pros and cons mm-hmm. as an S corp owner, and then even there's benefit as just being a sole proprietor or LLC. You touched on it. You t- you know about it. One of the key things that you had said also too, as a sole proprietor or LLC, is owner withdrawal or dispositions when it comes to paying yourself. Mm-hmm. And you said about consistency. If you get in the in the, you know, in the rule of always paying yourself consistency, I think at that point would be beneficial then, well, okay, if I'm bringing in this money and I'm paying myself, mm-hmm. uh, can you tell us the reason why paying yourself? I mean, I'm an advocate about paying yourself, but I like mm-hmm. to hear from other experts also. 
Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, um, a part of why I do quarterly reviews on my clients is to see if they're able to consistently withdraw money to themselves or pay themselves, because that is one of the indicators of when I would suggest for them to um, change how their business is formed. But one, you know, this being a business owner is hard. You you would want to have a way to, uh, I won't say reward yourself, but you're paying yourself for your time. You know, mm -hmm. ultimately we get into this business so we can have money, <laughs> you know, so yeah, we can, you want to be in profit. Any business, yes. business make money. Yeah. Regardless. Yes. That's money. That's ultimately what we're here for. And right. I get it. Some of the, um, a part of the responsibility of being a business owner is one, when you have your profits, you want to make sure you set aside enough money for taxes as well, because just how like you uh, had said earlier, everything that goes into taxes is not the big bad or uh, no, let me rephrase this. Um, when you're paying into taxes, it is also helping you. You know, uh, like with the Medicare, the Social Security, the uh, state unemployment insurance, disability insurance, uh, workman's comp, if you have, uh, you know, other employees as well. And mm -hmm. then um, retirement plan benefits. I mean, I'm just thinking about all the deductions that come out of a paycheck. You know, think of taxes as another deduction that is coming out for you. But going back to what you had asked about um, when people are taking out distributions to themselves, if you are able to do it on a consistent basis, weekly, bi-weekly, that's when it's a good time to talk to a tax professional and start planning out, all right, I'm able to set this money aside. What should my next steps be for the business? Wow. How should I formalize this? How And how do I stay compliant with not just the IRS, but with my state as well? Yes. All right, Clarice, do you have any more advice or comment to our viewers? Mm -hmm. um, let's see. So due diligence, right? Uh, or let's talk about this. In my accountability plan, one of the things I do go over is making sure you could substantiate what you're doing, right? So Ooh. when you're spending money on your business and you would think that, oh, it's all for business. It's reasonable. Of course, I should do this specific thing, spend this, you know, specific amount of money. But um, if it's too extravagant, it may not be normal and reasonable. Can you give us an example? Sure. All right. So uh, one of the biggest things that I saw recently, just all on uh, social media, is, you know, the suggestion to go out and buy expensive luxury cars, right, for your business. <gasps> no. Yeah. So... <laughs> So look, here's the thing, right? Um, and unless you are using a service like a uh, Turo, I believe it is, mm -hmm. um, where you can uh, ride, well, not ride, yeah, ride share. Um, you rent your car out. A lot of times, people do want to rent those luxury vehicles. That's normal and reasonable, right? Okay. Now, let's say you want to buy. Um, a luxury type vehicle for your um, notary business. I don't know. I'm just throwing something out there. 
you know, when you do something expensive, not to say that you'll get audited because you bought a really expensive car, but if you're ever asked, did you have to buy this specific vehicle? You want to be able to have a good response for it. You mm -hmm. want to be able to say, oh, this vehicle was necessary for the business. I had to have this. Um, why am I blanking on expensive vehicles right now? But um, Like a Lexus, a BMW. You know, that's one of the top things that come to my mind when mm -hmm. it or a SUV. That's big. Mm -hmm. um, well, we no, have a I, lot of people. There was this this video I saw. Oh my goodness! Is it a G wagon? Um, this, I'm talking about like really expensive six figure cars that you know. Oh, people, okay, I got it. Oh, was like, oh, oh yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yeah, the G wagon. Yes, yeah. that is expensive. They were like, oh yeah, go buy these cars, and it you know you can write it all off. And it's that's like, right. Whoa, whoa. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it's like, oh, whoa, put, yeah, put the put the vehicle in the business name. Mm -hmm. But then we could go, we could talk about that, how there are some implication when you put anything in your business name. And then if you're not using it, the key thing is it, business, mm -hmm. not personal, mm -hmm. exactly. but business. Yeah, yeah. And um, there, there's a story I like to share that. Uh, so this is before the G-Wagon, but when I was at the IRS, uh, one of the biggest things we used to see is when um, business owners would try to say that their car was 100% business use. So the ones that would get audited, the auditor would go to their house to see how many cars was in their driveway. And if the spouse didn't have another car or if there was just not another car period in the household, then they denied you know, the 100% expense claim. So you really have to make sure that, um, one, if you have a vehicle for business, it truly is for that. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not knocking people who want to use the G-Wagons for their business. I'm just saying, uh, cross your I's, not cross your I's, dot your I's, <laughs> cross your T's, mm -hmm. and make sure you're substantiating these costs. So true. Now, Clarice, how can we reach out to you with about your services and your business? And do you have anything upcoming to let our viewers know? Sure. So um, you can go to webstaxprep.com. Um, you can also email me at cwilliams um, at webstaxprep.com. Um, as far as what's coming up, so uh, I am partnering with Operation Homefront and, uh, for a toy drive. It's going to be held on November 13th at Veterans Growing America in Woodbridge, Virginia. So if you want any more information about that, it's on my website as well. So uh, I would love to see you. Um, I definitely would love to see your toy donations if you're able to come down. And then also, too, I have a children's book available for sale right now on Amazon. Amazing. And of course, it's centered around finances, but it's still a fun book. It's about two best friends. Um, one friend is helping out the other friend because she want to raise money for a book fair. So they are selling lemonade. Uh, spoiler alert, you know, she does get a chance to buy some books, but uh, there's a recipe in there. I also sell the lemonades as well, like, you know, legitimate, really good tasting lemonades. And I will be doing a gift set soon with the plush uh, toy dolls and the books. Awesome. So I have a lot coming up. Uh, yes, I'm excited for you. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for asking. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for being on Max Tax Advantage. It has been a blessing and truly an honor to have you on here. So while we were here debunking the S-Corp and just letting people know the foundation of how to handle their business and mm -hmm. how to really dig deep when it comes to tax preparing. And I thank you and I truly thank you for being here. And again, you guys, thank you for tuning in on Max Tax Advantage, where we're here helping you build your business with the tools necessary so you can be prosperous and build wealth from generation to generation. And thanks again for tuning in. Music by Stream Beats.